Well, Tony, in your absence, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Kicker Arena Cross Series. A lot of good news there, and I think Kicker was in the right place at the right time. It's not like they're starting from scratch. That's a big part of it. So nobody really had to take a breath to make that jump. I have an opinion about that. Would you please give it to me? Sure. I think you're correct in some instances. I think the the, the TV is good. I think it's uh, it's the racing they've they've kind of uh, made the tracks more simple which makes the racing better and it makes a guy like Blake Wharton to come in and use it as a warm up right you know before he went to Minneapolis this weekend and and he actually is racing with guys that he normally would beat because the tracks the tracks are simpler so it's not as many separators in the track however um the, and I've only seen it I haven't been to an event yet cuz we've been busy but um I, I look at the, all the pictures on Facebook and the the TV and everything. There's nobody in the stands. Now I'm not saying nobody, but it do, they're not full. They're not full arenas, so hmm. they can't sustain. I don't know if they. I don't know how they can sustain. It was what I should say. They got to get butts in the seat, and and I don't know. You know, the Feld coming off of kind of maybe there's a little bit of a hangover from from is. Feld's arena cross. You know, it it. it, it failed miserably obviously they've dropped the they they dropped that and and now they're doing supercross futures which i think is you know everybody's going to watch the race anyway so they're there i think that makes sense there's a lot of markets though that arena cross isn't in thanks to feld so yes i agree with you kicker could come in but i don't know well time will tell is it sustainable that's the big question we will stay tuned for the response to that josh strang joins us strang how are you yeah, not too bad. How you got? Good. We're just man, talking, kicking around the idea of, of what's going on with Arena Cross right now. Do you have an opinion on that? I know that's not something you race, but at the same time, motorcycles, uh, you know, seems like you guys have an interest elsewhere in cycling and motorcycling. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the Arena Cross uh, uh, was kind of done because I, mean, I, <laughs> got I got you a, ride, I got didn't it? Ride out of, yeah, I got a new ride out of the deal. So, uh, yep. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I heard you guys just talking about it. That's, uh, I mean, hopefully it can keep running and that sort of stuff. But, uh, I mean, honestly, I I don't really really follow it all that much. It's, I think it's, a, from what I understand, there's a lot of races, or there used to be a lot of races, so it's a busy schedule and hard to keep up with. So, uh, honestly, I'm not real sure. You know, I was watching um, Instagram or Facebook or something, and it was a video of you. This past weekend, was it the opening round of the full gas sprint enduros? Yeah, yeah, the first round was this past weekend. How's it going with the new bike? <clears throat> Man, new bike's sick. Really? It's really, yeah, it's really good. So, uh, I mean, sure they, sure they pay me to say that, but I, I <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, I'm really happy with it, and I was, uh, it took me, it took me a couple of days to get used to it after getting off the European bike, but, uh, but. I mean, I enjoy it. It's it's a blast, and it's good to ride for me. I think just the way I ride and uh, and how it handles and everything, it suits me down to the ground. So I'm pumped. Josh, I, I uh, <clears throat> haven't been on a Kawasaki in a while, but the, what I remember of them is there's a lot. The, the cockpit feels big, and it feels like they turn. They don't they don't turn as as tight as uh maybe a honda or something else i do have a, a new husky that i that i've been riding which I, I really like but it's uh it's not that weird to me i'm not at the level you are obviously but coming off the honda it's not that weird to me i got on a yamaha which i own the other day and i was like geez this thing feels completely foreign um 
the Kawasaki, is it still kind of a big bike? I mean, I always say it's the same size, but does it feel bigger in the cockpit? You know, do you feel like you have a lot of room between, you know, the, the pegs and the seat and that kind of thing? No, I, I would say I would say you probably need to ride one and, and reevaluate. I think it's I've never I haven't ridden a Honda, but I would say it's closer to a Honda now than it ever has been. Really? That's uh, and that's the I bike know, I, I prefer. Yeah, and I rode I rode Kawasaki well, I rode Kawasaki from ninety six all the way through to two thousand and six and then I rode one again in two thousand and thirteen. <laughs> and I remember in thirteen it, it felt a, it was a little bit bigger motorcycle especially through the woods and that sort of stuff um but after switching from the euro bike to the kawasaki um this year i mean i honestly i can't tell any difference so and it the thing is skinny like it's skinnier than last year's bike and uh the only thing that i have to change is put a big tank so it it, it makes it a little bit bigger not wider just sits up the seat has to sit a little higher when we put the big tank on and you know that sort of stuff but with a full gas we get to run the small tank, and man, I think it's so little. It's so little and nice. It's, uh, it's, it's it is really good to ride. How'd you finish at the full gas? I know you won one of the tests, but did you did you get second overall? Is that what it was? Yeah, so the full gas. So it's a two day event, and they but they pay points for both days, which is kind of cool. So it's, it's almost like it's two rounds. Well, let's just call it a two moto format. So Saturday is one moto, Sunday is second moto, and uh, so Saturday I started off a little slow, and I ended up. Um, fourth of the day, so I was however, however many seconds back, and then uh, Sunday I ended up winning the day on time, and that moved me up to second overall for the weekend. So, I mean, I mean overall for a first first race on the new um, the Babbitt Kawasaki team, I mean it, I could, I mean it was perfect. So uh, there's a couple things we can work on, but as far as the bike goes, the whole team came down and everything, and it was uh, everyone got along good. It was for us, it was perfect. Fred Andrews is is helping with that program, right? Yeah, so Denny Bartz and then Fred Andrews is helping as well. And uh, Joey Mao, he's my mechanic, so he's been uh, wrenching for years, man. I, I I couldn't tell you when he started, but he's he's got stories all the way back from Wyndham and all those boys back in the motocross supercross days. So uh, uh, we got a good team going, and uh, I have a teammate Jordan Ashburn as well. So uh, I mean, it's it's good. I'm. I'm really happy, and it's uh, it's like um, uh, I don't know what you, I don't know what you say. Let's just say the grass is greener on the other side. <laughs> Do you know why they say that? And there, there, it is true because as you're on one side of the fence looking, you're seeing the broad side of the grass. If you're standing right above that same piece of grass looking down, you see more dirt. <laughs> I saw this on like the Discovery Channel. I went. What? You and you so, know what? It's true. You learn so much on the show, Josh, every yeah, time you come on. We could probably uh, yeah, stop probably, the show right here. Makes, makes sense why uh, when I stand on my back porch, my backyard looks green, but actually when I walk out in the middle of it, all I do see is dirt and weeds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of weed? Yeah. Well, it's probably... What kind uh, of weeds? I don't even know. Okay. All right. As long, I don't mind. As long as it's green and I can mow it in the summertime, I'm happy. 10-4. I, I love this. You know, there is a difference between mown grass, the smell, and weeds, the smell. And the better the neighborhoods, the less weeds I was smelling, and it was more grass. I got more. I kind of miss it. I got both at my racetrack. Do you? Oh, yeah. I can definitely tell when uh, we're mowing which side of the track we're on, because one side's stuff I planted, and the other side's... Stuff garbage garbage yep. yeah all right yeah, yeah we uh we we don't 
I don't park down there. I park <laughs> in the gra- yeah. dead deep carpet country over there on the north Ooh, side. Boy. Josh, uh, your your season starts what next weekend for GNCC? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so the GNCC starts. Yeah, we have uh, one more weekend off, and then we start down at Big Box. So uh, it's coming up pretty quick, and I think I think from what is the end of February, so March, April, May. I think we only have one weekend off a month with like GNCC and full gas, uh, and then I think. May, I mean, up until the end of June, we don't have much time off. So it's going to be a busy schedule and uh, be flat out. That's for sure. What are your thoughts on going on the season? You're, you're, they changed it a couple of years ago, so you're not doing Florida straight away. Um, but uh, Big Buck is still pretty tough round, I would think. Um, you good? You ready to go? Yeah, I think I'm ready, man. It's uh, like going off for the the weekend. I mean, Caleb's doing that whole series now, so he's. I mean, he's up. He's the best off-road guy, and I mean, I wish I could say I would. I was, but I'm just being honest. He's probably the best off-road guy in the country. That's what we get from um, him every week. Yeah. Well, he sends yeah, email. Yeah. He says, "Signed the best off-road guy in the country." <laughs> A bad dude, he says. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so to have him racing it, um, the full gas is good. So, uh, based off of speed, was. Um, I feel my speed is there, and then so I guess we have, we'll find out a big buck how the fitness is and the training's been going. But I feel like it's, I'm fairly prepared, and I mean you just have to, you can never tell it till we go racing. So uh, I'm excited to get get things rolling, and um, it should be good. Josh, do you uh, do you think there's PEDs involved in in uh, at your level in uh, off road racing? Do you think there's there's guys out there that are juicing? Or whatever you want to call it. talking performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what pads are. Um, I, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't think there's enough money to be made. I don't think there's enough benefit. Like, if, if someone was going to be guaranteed if they took PEDs that they were going to win X amount of money, then there might be more... more uh, someone might be uh, more likely to take it, but there just isn't, isn't enough money to be made at our series or in the off-road industry to where you got busted, yeah. you would ever, like, recover from it. And it's, I just don't think, I what mean, a- that some people say that, some people say that people do, and I just, I really don't think it's, I think it's more, the off-road stuff is more hard work and, uh, um, like, just busting your, busting your ball to, j- j- to j- get, do, the, do the job. But what, are there established fines no, and that no for that's like, the problem. I really, I really don't think there's even a. I mean, it's, I don't even think it's in the rule book. It's not allowed, you know. What? I, I really that's don't. A even, problem. I don't know the rules, but yeah, but again, I don't think it's. CDs, I got yeah. I got mixed emotions about that because you look at guys that have been that have been ran out of our sport in Supercross for for failing drug tests that the FIM has put in place and then they never get a tr- they never get a hearing they never get nothing and they just they're factory riders that just they're you know you look at their Instagram or you go to Glen Helen on Thursday and you see they're out there spinning laps still like what you know and it's like uh hmm. I don't know that's a, that's a whole another deal I don't want I don't want to burn up your all our time with you um talking about that but I I was just curious what you thought about it Josh we um, Yeah I, yeah no I I really don't think so I mean, I'd be I'd be disappointed and upset if anyone was, and if anyone like it, obviously as you would be. But I really don't think so. I think the major, like the people that are doing well, I think they're working hard and, 
and hopefully doing it honestly, which I'm right. sure everyone is. Yeah. Um, the so you're on pro row, obviously. Um, you're racing out of a, a brand new or at least brand new to Babbitt's rig. Um, I've been seeing pictures of the setup because uh, Fred or Denny or whoever it is is putting them out there. Looks really good, man. You got to be, you got to be pretty stoked, I would think. I mean, it's not like you don't deserve to be there because you're you're a, one of the pillars in off road in the United States, and you are the guy that's you know year in year out. You you've had a title or titles. You've you know what I mean. You're you're uh, you're you, everybody knows you have the work ethic. You have the speed. It sounds like which you've you know you always have. Um, you got to be really excited about this season. I, I would believe I am for you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm like I'm really excited, and I think we talked um, not long after I'd done the deal with Kawasaki. Um, it wasn't it wasn't about money increases or anything. It was more about like for me a, a change and and a new group of people who are excited to have me come and race. And I mean, and I think that's what's helped me already this preseason. I mean, there's people that are wanting me to do good, and and they're they're excited for me to come and race for their team. And I think that's helped me already. And I mean, being happy at the races is, is half the battle, like in getting results and that sort of stuff. So, uh, I mean, I think I start. I did it my first NTC season it was 2007. So I, I think I'm the oldest guy in the pro class, and I but I still feel I can win races and definitely do podiums. So I mean, until the younger kids come up and and start beating me and taking taking away the results. I mean, I want to keep racing, and, and uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like I deserve it, and um, I'm still having fun doing it. And I think the companies that support me um, enjoy having me around. I'm I'm low low drama, um, yeah. and they can see I put in the work. I think that's it. You know what? That that's really it. Low drama, good results consistent don't rely on performance enhancing uh, narcotics uh, no matter if you <laughs> no matter if you get them stateside or in canada or mexico old mexico maybe well that's a different kind yeah <laughs> uh, i'm just amazed sometimes to see what a guy will do to hang on to a career you know uh or stem cells for example i've got a guy a fighter that has had has both of his wrists broken and they would never completely heal, goes to Mexico, gives two shots in each wrist, 100% healed. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Yeah, there My are, sister had stem cells put in her knees, and she's she did a spin class with me tonight. Is that right? Yep. I didn't know that. See, that's an By the way, Josh, I got second in my spin class. She got 20th. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That'll teach her. Uh, no, I'm just saying that's that's legal in many countries around the world, just not here yet. So I'm I'm just wondering, you know, you can have your own stem cells banked. Yeah, I've I've listened to a couple of podcasts about that, and I'm not, I'm inter that stuff's interesting because I never knew any of that stuff existed when it's magic talking about it. Yeah, it's crazy. And the if you are on the podcast is actually sound they actually sound crazy, but the stuff seems to work. Well, there are there are people who suffer from low bone density or you know low bone mass, and if they have it, and say in ten years, fifteen years, whatever, they you know it's like regenerate. It's like a, a fountain of youth almost. You know what? I've yeah. I've been uh, diagnosed with low low brain mass. I know, and it it's is, evident for most of us. Hasn't <laughs> I know? I didn't even know about this it's until okay. it's okay. Yeah. But you know what, Josh? I just keep on chucking. He really does. Yeah, that's what we uh, we went. My wife and I took our little fellow to a uh, preschool 
to check him. We're going. I think we're going to put him in preschool the end of this year or the start of the year or something like that. I don't know. Mum's day out or something like that. And I told I told my wife I was like I started uh, kindergarten a year early, and <laughs> I told her it's because I had so, so many brains. I said I'm not sure where they all went. <laughs> they disappeared somewhere. How old's your kid? Uh, well, he'll be in August when school starts. He'll be like uh, a year and two months or something. So I think this program we put him in it. I think it's like it's almost like a daycare, but you take him and they do activities and stuff. Sure. Um, not real sure. Finger painting. Teach him to be a nerd. Like that. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, who wants to go to school at one and a half? What are you doing? They My don't kid's know four what they want to do. Not, you know, if your kid doesn't take his career seriously, <laughs> at one his his student career seriously, and if he's full of wow, foolheartedly and 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 hopes and dreams of anything other than buckling down. But daddy, I want to play with other children. They don't even talk at one and a half. <laughs> not very well. Well, that's the problem around your house. You need to start getting them to speak early. All right, Josh, you're 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 in my you're one of my favorite true story fellas that races dirt bikes, and I wish you the best this year. Look forward to uh, watching. Thank you. Put that cowie up on the top. Yeah, that'll be uh, man. I'll be pumped. It's I think it's been uh, 2016 since I won a GTC, so uh, it's been a long time, and it'd be be awesome to get a get a couple, and I mean get more than a couple this year. Be so it'd be really good. Dude, who do you want to thank, sponsors-wise? Let's go. Uh, well, Babbitton, uh, Kawasaki for that new bike, man. Uh, I can't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking out my talking out my ass. I mean, it, the thing's unreal. So, uh, for sure, that, that that company as well. And then uh, Monster Energy, and then CD. Those boys um, are with me again this year. I think. It's, I think we're going on ten years with that company. So it's. Uh, That's crazy. Those guys are like family. Yeah, they. I get what I want and. And I mean, it's an awesome product too. So, uh, I mean, everyone that um, helps out, and you guys have me on, man. But uh, I always love talking to you. Well, we're going to bring that up uh, since you're getting everything you want. Perhaps you can ask for a little more and send it our way. <laughs> socks. Uh, Ooh, help. I could go for some monster socks. What? Match my van that I haven't peeled the stickers off yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I told you. Turbo went out, Josh. You'd be lucky you didn't get that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. On the way home from Baja this week, I was. Just, just cruising along at 20 mile an hour up the mountains. Took the northern route. Wish I hadn't. Yeah, yeah. I had a, what, I had a fairly new Ford, what was it, Expedition? It was an Expedition, and it shot right at the border of Missouri and Iowa. And who did I call? I called Tony. He got right in his truck, came down and got me, and uh, we left the truck there. That's how we roll. That's it. Leave that piece of junk well, they fixed forward it alongside we went the back road. Down and got yeah, whatever. It. Anyway, Josh, hey, it's always good to talk to you, bud. Thanks so much for taking the time yeah. to join us. No worries, thanks for having me. This portion of our show brought to you by Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online in Grimes, Iowa, or as I said, online at hicklinpowersports.com. More on the other side, wait in the wings. We've got another cat, Evan Smith, waiting to talk to each and every one of you. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Josh Hayes, AMA Superbike Champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. 
There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.